So here we are again with another episode of the Cross Purpose Podcast. This is your host Michael Teddy, and joining me today is one of my co-hosts, Ashok Mohanakumar. And this is the first time Ashok is getting on the podcast this year. So thanks for joining me, Ashok. Yes, good to be back after a year. Oh yes. yes. So in Colossians one sixteen to seventeen, we read, "For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth." visible and invisible whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities all things were created through him and for him and he is before all things and in him all things hold together in matthew 10:29 we read are not two sparrows sold for a penny and not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father these and from many other scripture references we know that the sovereign god of the universe is involved for his righteous purposes in all things relating to man especially in this global pandemic that has pierced the life of this world so why is a god who allowed the covid pandemic then worthy of worship that is what today's podcast is all about as always here at tcp we believe that theology matters theology is the study of who god is and if thinking and and if you think that knowing god is important join us every week as we explore the word of god with a desire to know him and his purposes in our lives So if you want to write in your questions suggestions and whatever else our email is the xpurpose@gmail.com we'd love to hear from you. So with that let's begin our episode. So Ashok yes how is god involved in this pandemic crisis? Oh yeah uh well he's <laughs> involved in every way possible. Uh, he is the sovereign god of the universe he created everything that there is every molecule in the air is there because god has kept it there. in fact uh, uh, if you have read the book of amos uh, it's um, it's really interesting that uh, it's just god um, calling out his judgment on the people and giving them warnings and of course with a uh, with a message of redemption that follows it but then it's a scary book uh, amos and um, i think in amos 36 he says this is a trumpet blown in a city and the people are not afraid does disaster come to a city unless the lord has done it so yeah how is god involved well one he is uh, sovereignly in control of everything he has ordained everything that uh, happens and that would mean not just the disaster part but also everything involved with it right uh, if uh, god teaches us something out of this that's because god has planned it um so if um, god blesses people even during this time that is his hand involved if there is judgment on people that is still our lord so in every way possible god is involved uh, in this yeah Yeah, that yeah. that surface in every I, way I, <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. And, and, and i think uh, um, i don't think necessarily christians disagree with that yeah i think a lot of people love to say that god you know we use words like he is omniscient mm-hmm. he is omnipresent mm-hmm. he is omnipotent to talk about how um, invincible god is mm-hmm. you know and how mighty he is but when it comes to situations like this it really baffles us mm-hmm. when and so i think the question that a lot of people have and and i'm glad we're having this discussion, 
this has been happening now for over a year and a half now yeah, right yeah. initially when the covid pandemic hit we thought we were going to go down for two months three months four <laughs> months some yeah. people said it's going to be a year some people said 2022 is the only time when we're going to get remotely anywhere stable yeah and at that time we didn't we didn't know how bad it was going to be yeah um yeah. so after a, a year and a half in and we see the kind of things we see we hear the stories we hear especially in india um and how how do we resolve god in the pandemic um how do we resolve the tension of what is god doing in the pandemic is this the work yeah. of the devil uh, <laughs> is, is this the work of the devil that the christians might fight Yeah. what is what does the bible have to say about that and i think that's what really brings people in yeah you know yeah so yeah i still remember the time we would go uh, we should plan something maybe online worship or something because this can take as long as 2 to 3 months right <laughs> when the uh, pandemic started but yeah uh, concerning the second part of it i think uh, we give too much to credit that uh, we much uh, we give too much credit to satan as well as we give him too little credit right in the ra- wrong places we give him too much credit and the ra- uh, wrong places we give him too uh, less credit as well so when it comes to our sanctification our battle with sin we come kind of completely forget there is somebody called the devil somebody um, um well trying to tempt us trying to uh, derail us from the path uh, and we forget this entity altogether but something wrong happen say wrong would be the wrong word to use but something a, a global catastrophe happens and uh, well suddenly you don't look at the omnipotent god who actually um, um you know uh, uh, we have read noah's story we know the global flood and everything and know we know what god is able to do but as long as he's not he's not doing it again we are fine with it right and suddenly uh, uh, we give all this power to satan and see he is powerful he can do all these things Uh, yeah i mean the, the the issue with uh, resolution is that um, i i think uh, we don't like bad things happening none of us do uh, when there is pain there is suffering and and we do not want to attribute any of it in any way uh, to have to anything to do with our god right i think uh, uh, and um, um theologically speaking also the reason I don't I don't think many people would uh, are against the idea of sovereignty of God or a- against the idea of this so much so because they have studied the scripture or they have exegetical reasons but it's just I mean oh come on how can my god do that my Jesus wouldn't do it so it's a very uh, I think a single dimensional understanding of god from the scripture picking and choosing certain things that we like and we form a god for ourselves uh, what are his, what is his nature how does he be, uh, you know do things all those things uh, so i think uh, primarily that's the reason why we find it hard to resolve i don't think you disagree with me on this right so so what yeah, do you say yeah i i think you're right i think the 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 part which i see mm-hmm. that i think people struggle with just as you're saying that i think everybody believes that god everybody wants to believe mm-hmm. that god is sovereign mm-hmm. as long as the kind of sovereignty they believe in in him do, does not violate what they expect to be a loving god mm-hmm. or what a loving god should mm-hmm. do um, and so we would think that um, god is sovereign to yeah. do all things but as I, long I would as say, all those things i, I would say um, yeah. uh, that would depend again not necessarily on a loving god for example for a legalist it might be the opposite as long as god yeah. is not yeah. a merciful god it's okay it's all about right. the rules right. kind of a thing so it's i have formed a god for myself in my heart and god should uh, god as long as he, he does, does that he's sovereign yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and i think mm-hmm. and, and i think that's the danger of it uh, because uh, then we we want god to be sovereign as long as his sovereignty looks a certain way or a specific way mm-hmm. but we we begin you know when we begin to look at you know even just think about the lives of the apostles yeah, right yeah. they gave their lives to the service of the lord in the most amazing ways but mm-hmm. they all were martyred except yeah. for john yeah. as far as we know right mm-hmm. and why would a loving god allow his servants to yeah. to die he, he didn't get martyred because they couldn't boil him alive <laughs> so that's right. right and he was exiled too so yeah so not yeah. still not the best life so, but so yeah. I, right so when john you know so that's how john survived mm-hmm. but when we think about those things when we think about those stories somehow we want to distance ourselves from that mm-hmm. and um and i'm not saying that god's not loving and kind to us and god's not going to be merciful to us mm-hmm. for he has been yeah. because we don't live the lives uh, they used to live because mm-hmm. we live a life of comfort we live a generation yeah. where we have so many things mm-hmm. and god has done all that mm-hmm. right god has brought the world to a place where the world is able to enjoy so yes. many things Amen. that we have Amen. today mm-hmm. but the point i think that we need to recognize is god is not bound to treat us in a way that we expect yes and we have to recognize that god is so good and his sovereignty is so good for us that he is capable of allowing us to suffer for his name sake mm-hmm. and yeah. through that suffering we actually would be saved through that suffering yeah. we actually are being molded for, for the bible is therefore able to say count it all joy, count it all joy when yeah. you go through trials and tribulations mm-hmm. of various kinds yes. why is it joy because god's using it to mature us and mm-hmm. and you know build us up yeah. so when we think of the covid pandemic i think we're in agreement and i think that's yeah. something yeah. that's the message we want to get out is that if you think god is not in control mm-hmm. then that is not a god worthy of worship yeah because he can't do anything about it if you yeah. think god can work only if his people do something mm-hmm. uh, is a god who's not able to yeah. do above and beyond but mm-hmm. the bible teaches us that he is and he is in perfect control yeah. and i think the bible teaches us very clearly and i love the book if you guys can read it coronavirus and christ by john piper yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it, it came out early in the coronavirus time and it's a brilliant book to read he goes through the bible talking about the different kinds of calamities that have happened and hardships that have been dealt with and what the bible says and the bible always says that these kinds of incidents are a sign of judgment yeah. upon a sinful world mm-hmm. we all live in a sinful world and god intends for these times as a call to all of us to repent and before we go there and i want to close with that because i think i want to lead this into that very important factor of what can we do as christians during this pandemic but just before that why would we want to worship a god that allows us to suffer this way why would we want to worship a god why is he deserving of worship if 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 it means that i'm going to trust in him and then i'm going to i might suffer and and the pandemic is mm-hmm. people are suffering everywhere yeah. you know there is suffering christians are suffering uh, churches are suffering and uh, uh, when god allows such suffering for many christians even why why would we want to worship him yeah yeah so i um he uh, look at god in a very uh, how do i put it 
it, it uh, CS Lewis talks about how um, well it's not CS Lewis talking about it. Basically, atheists used to uh, usually bring up this argument about God as this God who seeks attention, like an old uh, grandmother want uh, wanting to be uh, looked after by her uh, grandkids, kind of a thing. Just give me that attention, kind of a thing. Um, and and we very often forget that uh, God. Uh, is not seeking attention in that kind of a sense. In in fact, we are really insignificant, uh, right? In this instant, if God was to um, destroy every single person on this planet and wipe it out clean, he would still be justice and he's still complete and he's not lacking in anything. Um, uh, my, um, just me saying, God, you're amazing. Uh, God doesn't go, oh, I didn't know, I did not know I was amazing till Ashok told me. That's not, that's not happening. So, yeah, um, it, it's, it, so to begin with, we are not completing anything in God by, through our worship. Uh, so, uh, just this thing, I said it because um, usually the psychology behind the question is that why, why, why do I even owe him anything? Why would I even do that? So, to begin with, uh, well, uh, not really, it's not about God wanting something out of you. Uh, but rather, uh, you are being blessed uh, more than anything in this process, right? I, I think uh, um, my your uncle once came uh, to the church and he was preaching about this thing where he said, uh, "When we pray, uh, when we sing, bless the Lord, who my soul. Who's being blessed? The Lord. Who is blessing you? Oh no, you say, bless the Lord, my soul, and you are being blessed out of the whole uh, process. So yeah, so we do not worship God. Now I want to bring in a distinction when I say we do not. Uh, worship God for what he does. I do not mean that we do not worship God for what he does, but fundamentally we worship for God for who he is. The very person of God, his nature, everything demands worship. Um, maybe it's a bit uh, philosophical and it is too deep in the way it is, but then um, let's just put it in the simple way. If God was to appear in his glory in front of us, nobody is going to challenge the, even the, even, uh, um, you know, give any value to even the remote thought of whether this God um, deserves worship. And I think we innately know it. We see something amazing. We say uh, Virat Kohli uh, hit this amazing cover drive and we go, oh my goodness, that is amazing, right? There's an acknowledgement of something glorious. And if God is most glorious, his very person demands that worship and we know it innately. Um, well, uh, he here's the thing. And this God in his very nature and person demands worship. And uh, so you worship him because of that. And moreover, what he has done for you. Now, the first part is who he is. And the second part would be what he has done for you. Well, the worst thing that could have happened to us. Uh, I'm talking about believers definitely here. Believers is that uh, is having to face his ultimate wrath compared to which coronavirus is nothing. Any suffering that we see around uh, around us is nothing compared to his wrath and its fullness coming and striking us. Now, if anybody uh, even remotely gets to complain, uh, right? I mean, forget not remotely. If anybody, if anybody who deserves to complain but still wouldn't, it would be Jesus Christ, because he met with that wrath in its fullness upon the cross, and we worship him for that, for what he did for us upon the cross. So that all, yeah. so now when we live on this earth, we see coronavirus and we long for the heavens where this would be taken away, right? And we are joyful in a sense, looking at all these things, knowing that, oh Lord, your wrath would have, is much worse and I am, I am delivered from it. What an amazing God, he would yeah. save me. So that's one angle yeah. of the many angles that we can take as, uh, as for right, a reason right. to worship God. Yeah. 
I don't I I can I'm just thinking about an angle from as a child growing up in the faith um you know god seemed so big and mm-hmm. so huge he seemed like this king right with his mighty army yeah. who could step out against his enemies and his enemies would bow down mm-hmm. even those who don't like him yeah, yeah. even those who don't want mm-hmm. him even those who don't want his rule will bow before his might because he is worthy yeah right and when you picture that when you picture a mighty king so mighty that in the book of revelation we read that before his face yeah. kings ask for mountains to fall on them to hide themselves yeah. from the face right from the from the blazing eyes of the son of god yeah. and when you think of such a mighty individual a mighty person mighty being mm-hmm. right coming before you 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 have that so i always had that growing up as a child and when the whole uh, born again movement began to take its uh, shape when i was young you know and it was going everywhere and mm-hmm. uh, it started growing you know people started talking about a personal god mm-hmm. and what became so amazing is that this god so large and mighty and big wants to have a relationship yeah. with me yeah. if i will confess my sin turn from my wicked ways if i would go to him he wants to have that personal relationship with me but that never for me took away the hugeness yeah. and the reverence of god i could not go in front of him and say yo bro <laughs> you know and i knew youngsters who used to do that yeah yeah you know, uh, god's my best friend new, he's my I bro no, youngsters <laughs> youngsters yeah. and adults who do that yeah yeah so the, it brought about the whole hipster evangelical uh, culture where god became um, heavenly father became daddy so right so the yeah. whole uh, yeah yeah never that yeah the, so you know, when the bible says abba father mm-hmm. right uh, uh, we call him abba father it is it is a reverential call it mm-hmm. is a call which which has the mighty god he is so mighty we are, we are bow down before him yeah, and it doesn't take away those things mm-hmm. and and when i think about it like precisely like you said there are so many angles mm-hmm. we could bring for why god deserves and mm-hmm. is worthy of praise yeah. and worship yeah. and if we want or if we decide that god is worthy of worship or praise only if he does certain things mm-hmm. that's the most belittling statement of the cross of jesus christ yeah. because you're saying that's not enough mm-hmm. it's not enough that you died for me it's not enough that you have you given me the inheritance to eternal life you have to do this for me and you have to do that for me you mm. have to do this for me and and the flip side of we can't demand that yeah but the flip side of it he says you have not because you asked not come yeah, ask me <laughs> right ask me for healing yeah. and ask me for protection from covid yes. and ask me for this things you can ask mm-hmm. me and i'll give you and i'll be with you and i'll shield you and i'll protect you and those circumstances when he chooses not to would be be like job as he said in job 121 you know the lord gave and the lord has taken away mm-hmm. blessed, blessed be, the name, be the name 
of the Lord. Would we be able to say that? Yeah, yeah. Because Job saw that. You know, Lord, <laughs> you, you can and you will and I will pray, Lord, have mercy. But if you so choose to make me walk a path that I don't want to, and yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Again, and we don't pray for it. Right? I love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we don't pray for persecution. Yeah. We don't pray for suffering. We pray for healing because that's what the Bible asks yes. us to mm-hmm. do. We pray for uh, God's hand uh, to mm-hmm. protect us and yeah. shield us and be our refuge. Every psalm, right? Yeah. When did David ever go out and say, let the armies eat me up? <laughs> you know, he went yeah, I, I, I like it how pray. he always prays for protection. But then when the discipline does come from the Lord, he goes, uh, but your discipline is anointing unto my head. So the, the yeah. right attitude throughout the Psalms. Not that he's not complaining at any point. The Psalm 19 where he, he is really yeah. sad. But the point being, uh, you know, the the way he views God and what he's doing, it's very clear, sober-minded in that sense. Yeah. Right, right. And, and yeah, so we're running short on time, but I just want to close with this. So we see that God is so sovereign mm-hmm. and so mighty he is in control of everything. And yeah. I want everyone listening to our podcast to know that he is in control. No matter how worse things are getting, no matter what apprehensions you have about the political situation and how each government is handling it and mm-hmm. what the vaccination is happening and all sorts of stuff are running around. People are afraid mm-hmm. and people are scared. You need to know God is in control. Yeah. Run to him, mm-hmm. sit at his word, and he mm-hmm. will strengthen you and give you the wisdom to to make those decisions that you mm-hmm. need to make. And he deserves worship in this time. We have to stand up and declare, Lord, you are so mighty. You have brought the world to its knees. Yeah. We worship you. You deserve worship because you have brought the world to mm-hmm. its knees. It is far more, uh, I always put it this way, it is so much more scary to know that God is the one who sustains life mm. uh, than to just know that God is able to take to, life yeah. away. Mm-hmm. Right, So he's not just somebody who can come and take away what you have. If he doesn't pump sustenance into what you have, it won't sustain. Yeah, we drop dead. Yeah, right? yeah we yeah. drop dead mm-hmm. without him. So, so what are we supposed to do as Christians? What is the message that we are supposed to carry as Christians to our cities, to our context, to our families, mm-hmm. to our churches, to the world around us? What is the message that Christians should carry during this time? Oh, that's a question to me. <laughs> yeah so um just uh, uh, coming uh, to something that you mentioned here uh, it is good it's also good and comforting for us that god is in control even in the midst of pandemic because uh, you know i was um, i've written some uh, i was writing something on apologetics soon and i was writing this thing that how god is our refuge and stronghold and our uh, uh, you know our fortress but when we do apologetics, we pretend as though we are God's refuge and fortress and we have to protect this uh, God, right? So it's it's stupid because it is as though the army is coming to attack and you go and stand in front of your fortress with your, uh, you know, to, in order to protect the fortress that is behind you kind of a thing. So uh, the point here being that when we try to do, um, when we try saying things such as God didn't bring coronavirus, but the devil did or something like that. Uh, one, we are trying to bring in uh, strange teachings and things like that to somehow try and protect God as though he needs our protection from yeah. uh, you know blazing tongues that would uh, speak against God or face. yes try to save his face yeah. <laughs> well yeah that is stupid <laughs> it doesn't work yeah it doesn't work <laughs> and um, as on the other hand just think about this um, there are things happening bad things and how is it comforting to think that it happened apart from God 
so things can happen to you when god is not in control that is scary so i have no assurance of what is going thing. it's the most horrible thing to happen i have no ash- uh, peace in living so anything can happen to us tomorrow or day after tomorrow if god is not in control and what if he turned away for 2 minutes and satan brings in yet another calamity kind of a thing in fact the whole bo- uh, book of job is bad things after bad things happening uh, to job and god is there watching he knows everything that's happening and god has to permit um yeah. uh, the, the devil to do everything yeah so yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and i I, li- i love to say yeah i was just saying i love to say god is not captain planet <laughs> you know for those of you who've seen captain yeah. planet you know it starts by saying by your powers combined i am captain planet he doesn't by no powers combined is god god don't you love how in job the satan who is one of the important characters in the beginning just disappears in between like he is not relevant <laughs> at all hey it's yeah. all about god and job god and job in in the beginning there's you know the satan uh, and trying to bring in issues and uh, towards the end of it it's just the relationship between god and man god sovereignty um, and man's right response towards it how he worships it suddenly he is not relevant at all and uh, yeah. that's yeah. Uh, you know that's amazing so even in such adversities how god is in complete control it was god's plan all along yeah so one thing yeah. i think is that we have to see and know and believe that god is in control that we have to seek god uh, in midst of this yeah. um, so i think i was mentioning it a couple of weeks ago to some of the brothers also that how uh, in isaiah 6 it's a king it's a year that uzziah king uzziah had died so the biggest political event the biggest event there is the king who ruled for 50 something years passed away right so that's how every other israelite would remember that year so it's the year that king uzziah died but for but for uh, isaiah that was not the relevance of the year in the king uh, the year that king uzziah died i saw the lord enthroned in the heavens above so for many people years later it could be the year that uh, corona COVID happened pandemic covid pandemic yeah. happened but for us it should be the year oh, we had such a great communion with god we came to know the lord way uh, better Absolutely. to seek that and to spread the uh, gospel truth we have n- just because the circumstances change doesn't mean our message changes at any point our message is still the truth of the gospel that jesus christ died uh, for sinners upon the cross and those who would believe in him will not have eternal damnation but will have eternal life those who die along with him in the cross would raise along with him in his resurrection and would be co-heirs of the kingdom of god this beautiful message is what we believe and what we proclaim to every one movie we know around us amen yeah. amen yes the gospel of repentance we call how we understand that in the face of judgment and god's mighty hand and all that's happening we call the world to repentance and to come to the gospel of jesus christ well said so it's time to wind up yet another episode we've gone over our time a bit but thanks for joining me ashok it was a nice time let me just close with a word of prayer heavenly gracious father we come before you and we thank you so much for this time We know Lord that you are a sovereign God in control of all things Father and we submit to your rule and we submit to your purposes and we pray that as your children you will comfort us answer our prayers protect us shield us help us sustain and birth in us the deep knowledge and desire to share your gospel to the ends of the earth to repent and turn to God that he may have mercy on our land In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Join us next week for the Cross Purpose podcast uh, where we strive to inform minds and reform hearts through the gospel of Jesus Christ. We look forward to seeing you next week. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Our podcasts are available on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Radio Republic and Breaker and many more platforms to come. So until next time, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ keep each one of you. God bless you. Amen.